and welcome to the return of Respawn. It's been a minute. I'm Colby. I'm Derek, and yeah, man, it feels good to uh, to dive back into Spawn. It's uh, it's been a minute. I mean, I can't. We did the Violator yeah. special episode, uh, but I feel like it's been a. a a number of months since we've properly tackled uh, some proper spawn. It has, and between work, wrestling, conventions, holidays, both of us with uh, having COVID scares and then fighting COVID, uh, yeah. it's been a crazy past, like, two, three months. Absolutely. Uh Long enough that I feel comfortable saying, you know, this is, I guess, Respawn Season 2. So I appreciate you all uh, for coming back for another season. Hopefully this one will last uh, at least 100 issues, if not longer. Um, But we are, you know, uh, reaffirming our commitment. Regardless of if we have to take a break, we are 100% getting through at least, at a minimum, the first 300 issues of Spawn. Yeah, no, for sure, and uh, we're we will hit it hardcore this year again. Now that the holiday has died down, now that we're both feeling well again, it'll be much easier. So, without any further ado, uh, we're going to talk about Spawn's issues. What is it, one hundred five to one to one ten today? One hundred five to one ten. Yeah. And um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I've, I feel like um, this is the first volume where we've had serious co-writers because yeah, um, in a big the big first way. Two issues yeah, the first two issues have Steve Niles, who was starting to make it big with his 30 Days a Night. And then the back three are co-written by Brian Holguin. Holguin? Yeah. How do you say it? I, I think it's Holguin or Holguin. I believe I know he okay. he does a lot of uh, the artwork in the past and for those issues, for I believe at least one of those issues. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like I recognize that name. Is is Brian Hogan not the one who takes over when McFarlane kind of steps back? I believe he definitely takes over off and on and does a couple of feelings. He's, at this point in time, he's one of McFarlane's like, go-to people for quite a few things. Right. Like I, That name sounded really familiar. And um, Okay, so I'm just going to spoil this a little bit. Um, I'm not sure how much I actually like this volume. I will say it's not the writing's fault. I feel like this is some of the strongest writing that Spawn has had possibly ever. I think um, especially the addition of Brian Holgan has uh, added a depth and dimensionality to the to the story. Um, man, I do not like these Angel Medina pencils. I'm just going to get yeah. that out of the way right now. I do not think he is doing a, a very adequate job of panel-to-panel sequence storytelling in this volume. That's fair. I, see, I liked it, but again, it's a very, it is a very late 90s style that was popular that time this is that when you th- i feel like these are the books so far in the volumes we've done when you think of the stereotypical of what would spawn art look like to someone who doesn't know spawn i kind of feel like these issues represent that yeah and maybe maybe i'm being unfair and i do want to say it's not that i don't like angel Mundi as an artist period uh some of his later work that i've seen i thought was really strong um this is some of his earliest work to my knowledge and uh it feels like it's trying to do what capullo does so well yeah which is the weird like overly close shots um weird angles he's trying to keep up with what but you know Capullo is Capullo for a reason, and I yeah. feel like uh, Medina is just not capable of of reaching 
those interesting placements of shots. And I'm going to I'm saying that right now. I'm getting it out of the way right now because I have a feeling if I didn't, I would just point them out every single time they bothered me on every oh, no, single page of this volume. That's and totally I didn't fine. want to do that to you. No, that's totally fine. I think for those who uh, have listened to our volumes in the past, this will be another one where they will probably run together a bit because they tell essentially one big story, and the, with well, the exception of the first issue. It's one and a half stories. Yeah. The first two issues are, are a story, and then we get the first four parts of what is very clearly another continuing story. Yeah. And I feel like we really can break it up into Retribution Overdrive and the Kingdom. That's fair. Um, because, I mean, we can talk we can talk about individual things within those issues that we like. Oh, yeah. But they are, they are very much uh, – like you mentioned, we are looking at late '90s, early 2000s. We are definitely getting into the era of deep breath storytelling. So instead of uh, the one and dones um, that we've seen before from McFarlane, and again, I think a lot of this can be laid at the feet of, of um, Niles and Hogan. Uh, we are starting to get longer, extended arcs, even within because you know McFarlane was always really big about playing with subplots within yeah. his his monster issues. These are definitely more this is a story the kingdom outside of these volumes I could easily see being a pretty solid spawn trade by itself. Yeah, I will say that's one thing that some of these volumes and Spawn has always had this problem where there's been a constant thing throughout Spawn's history of going back and forth between printing every like what typical books do of like oh these six issues and slapping a name on it and moving the next six issues versus the, okay, this is, you know, a five-story or five-issue arc, and it's a complete story, and we're just selling this trade without, you know, the previous issue or after issues. And this volume definitely is one that gets in that weird middle ground of, you're right, it starts with half of a story, ends with half of another story, and... Uh, it's hard to, it makes these kind of volumes kind of hard to judge too, because mm-hmm. like, again, we get the end of this story focus on ending up focusing on overkill and what's again, a little bit of spoilers, what's going what's happened to a certain Jason Wynn. Yeah. Uh, which well, is interesting in itself, but it is weird. Like just getting thrown into it. It's, I know that's partly our fault for taking months off, but in fairness, if you're a regular reader back in this time frame, that's how it would have felt anyway, too. I mean, I feel like you kind of breached it. It, yeah. uh, it doesn't seem to really hurt if we were to just go ahead and talk about oh, yeah, let's do it. Uh, Retribution Overdrive just as a whole story. Yeah, I mean, you basically hit on it. We get a, um, the return of a couple of old favorites, question mark. I'm a big Overkill fan. I know you're not. But also, I'm kind of like, why? I, I read this, and my reaction was mainly, why the fuck are we? do we even care about Jason Wynn anymore? Yeah, and, it's, and it almost reads that like that, too, because he defeats it. And it, in theory, I like that idea that he now defeats, and maybe that was the entire point, to just show, hey, this is this new spawn is not the same from early spawn issues, and he easily defeats everything that Wynn does. He easily and, you know, very devastatingly ends Wynn in this issue, and, or in these issues, and it's like, on again, I kind of like showing this new power to spawn, but also while you're reading, it's like, okay, why am I? No offense, because I do, I still enjoy the writing of it and the, and the journey, but it does kind of in the end feel kind of filler-esque. It does, and I think part of that is it's a two-parter that could have easily been done in twenty pages. Yeah, there's just not enough story yeah. to support a two-part story, and. 
I'm gonna. I'm just again. I feel like I'm just charging through this. Uh, I don't think Niles is as strong a co-writer as Hulk, as Hogan in this volume. Yeah. Um, it's, oh. it, it does. It feels padded. The um, uh, Zapruder film esque uh, guy who captures footage of Spawn and then gets killed for trying to sell his footage to a newspaper, a tabloid newspaper, uh, feels very tacked on and weird, especially because it doesn't go anywhere in the next arc. Then yeah. again, um, you'll probably know better than I do if, if it gets followed up on at some point. Uh, McFarlane, infamous for you know letting subplots cook for. I mean, hundreds of issues. Yeah. If, if you want to point at Curse, for example. But I don't know. It was, uh, I felt like it was kind of a weak start to uh, to this volume. And um, again, if I may, again, complain about Angel Medina a little bit. Lots and lots and lots of double page splashes yeah. throughout this volume. I don't know if that was the writers. I don't know if that was something Medina was uh, requesting or wanted to try for. It feels – it doesn't feel lazy, but it feels weak. Yeah, I, I can – I don't fair. feel like it contributes to the story. Uh, also, in a weird aside, issue 106, like one of the most Frank Miller-esque issues to be a Spawn issue not written by Frank Miller. Like just the writing of it, I don't know what about it, was very miller Um the, the tierceness of it, maybe? I have no clue. Just the, like the, the it, captions come across as very tierce. Uh, you have Spawn saying stuff like location now, which is a very Miller like. Even little stuff like, I'll have to go back, like just some of his comebacks were very Sin City esque. How they're. Mm-hmm. Oh, it very much felt very Sin City in a lot of this. Like, ish, the, honestly, the first three issues of this all had that kind of going for me. Okay. And I don't know. That's, I don't know uh, why or what, and I think it's partly has to do with the the art too, because the art does have a very Miller esque, especially the close up to Spawn's face. Mm-hmm. He draws uh, Angel draws Spawn very similar to how Miller does a lot of his uh, Spawn sketches. Okay, I can I can absolutely see that. Um, yeah, there's a there's a shot, a uh, worm's eye view shot of Spawn strolling into uh, Wynn's hideout uh, with his chest all puffed out and his arms swinging. That looks very uh, Dark Knight Turns in a weird way to also, me. I can absolutely see that. Yeah. You have a very, I think with issue 107, begins with like the super Batman year one type of scene of the mobsters and gangsters fighting and Spawn in the middle. Yeah, actually, yeah, that was actually a lot of fun. Um, and I think again, man, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna give Hogan all the credit in this issue because I, he brings back Sam and Twitch, mm-hmm. and honestly, for the first time in a long time, they feel like proper police and proper detectives. Yeah. So are we done talking about uh, Revolution Overdrive? Uh, yeah. So also, I don't like you talked about it. it it's basically an an issue's worth the story of Spawn showing how much stronger he is now in this new form where he completely eviscerates everything in his ways. Again, overt kill is nothing to him. How he finds yeah. out Wynn's plan is two steps ahead of him. And uh, what he does to win, like, uh, basically do mind-flaying him, essentially. Mm-hmm. But also, I did just flipping back through there looking at the Miller stuff and, and he does whisper this is for Al yeah. which again not only solidifies the he no longer thinks of himself as Al Simmons yeah. but also like this, this is the one last thing that he's doing 
as a nod to his former identity and his former self. Yeah. This, the, he, he's not only cutting ties with Wynn, he's cutting you – know, <laughs> this is the final tie for himself. So yeah. I guess story-wise, that is a, that's a nice point and yeah. a nice bow on that. But again, you didn't need two issues to do it. No, you really didn't. Like that, I think it does come down to that. There really isn't enough uh, – there's not enough meat there. It's not – a again, it's not bad. Nothing in this volume is bad, but it is mm-hmm. – that is it's a perfect example. Like, yeah, it just is kind of there on that one. Like, I, I can't, I don't, it's, I'm not trying to be overly negative on it, but it, cause I enjoyed reading it, but it is like when you look back at it, especially after so many, and that's also part of the problem. We've had so many big things happen to spawn. It's always hard to go back to the small world. Once you've gone to all the big stories, Right. And that's, yeah, at this, at this point, you know, Spawn killed Malbolger five issues ago. Yeah. But we're still talking about when. And yeah, I, think, I guess it didn't really occur to me until he put it like that. But that, that I think is part of, is just like, Annoyance. It's like, yeah. why? Why are we even bothering? And there is, again, a nod in the direction of, well, this is why. But it's not, it's not as strong as it probably could or should be yeah. that's fair uh but on the other hand i really do like a lot of the stuff from the kingdom story that we start i did too man this is it's it's a lot of fun i'm just gonna put that out there yeah. it is a lot of fun i wish the art was better that's fair because I, I do think it's that's again the problem with spawn is at the end of the day you've had so many incredible artists on the on the book that going from Tony Daniel, Tom McFarlane, to Capullo, to anything else is hard to begin with. Mm-hmm. And it is, a, especially when they're, you know, we're seeing characters like, uh, you know, like, uh, what's the name, Wolfram and stuff from the, the vampires that we haven't seen in a long time. And last time we saw them, they're drawn by, you know, like Tony Daniel, either Tony Daniel or Greg Capullo, and now we're seeing them and it's like, okay, you're going for a similar vibe, but it's just, like you said, it's not quite there. That and also just there's some okay this I finally figured out what bothered me about Dawn the the major new character that we're introduced to yes. is a um, a young woman who uh, twitches uh, son Max who has run away from home uh, becomes infatuated with she appears to be a street kid um, she has other secrets we'll get to here in a minute and okay this this finally sat with me. Because there's a panel in here that I fucking hate, and it's when it's the it's the final, it's the very last panel of page 107, and it finally hit me why I hate it so much. So looking back throughout the issue, Dawn is drawn with a very pert, slim nose, yeah. and then in the final panel, she's got this big ass bulbous nose that it's like it's, it looks like she's an entirely different character, and it's like there's no consistency. It's so everything is so exaggerated you lose consistency of characters there's a, another point i think it's in the either in the next issue or in the the um fourth issue of this volume the kingdom part three yeah no it's right here it's in uh, issue 107 he forgets to draw twitch's mustache <laughs> it's just it's just not there yeah um, there is a I see what you, there is definitely some like Liefeld-esque level of panel to panel inconsistency going on. Exactly, sure. and it's and it's really unfortunate because I kind of struggled to get through this volume, but every time I, I dug into, it, I was like, man, the kingdom is an ex 
excellent story. It's a. It feels almost like, like I was saying earlier, if you put it in a volume by itself, I haven't read anything past part four, so I don't know how it ends. But if you were to put this in a volume by itself, this would feel like one of those volumes you could hand to somebody who wanted to try Spawn, at least on the writing style. Yeah. Because it does really good detective work with Sam and Twitch. Um, Spawn is presented as an interesting character, uh, almost a side character in his own book, which yeah. is honestly sometimes how Spawn works best. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the art would drive a newbie away. I think it, it really does depend on how you feel about that kind of art. Because if you're a fan of that like grittier, dirtier look, I think you could still dig. Because I still it did definitely didn't bug me anywhere near as bad. Yeah, that's fair. And I I think if you're coming from that school and you really and you like that kind of art, that's fine. But yeah, if you're not into it, it's definitely one of those books where if you're not into the art, it is going to turn you off of it. Yeah. Where typically Spawn does not have that problem at all. Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, it's definitely, um, you know, I came out of this era. I've, I have a lot of fond memories mm-hmm. and nostalgia for a lot of this this time. Oh, God, every time Medina tries to draw um, that sword from the from a it's pointing at the reader perspective, it's so god-awful. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, there's I, I think – and there's – okay – to be nice, there's also some really fantastic work in here. Um, oh, yeah. I really weirdly like the way that uh, Medina draws close-up cigarettes. Um, I think his style for Max is overall pretty interesting. Uh, the opening of issue 106, as you were saying, where the, the gang war starts. Yeah. Uh, and then Spawn sucks up all the bullets into himself and then refires them, which causes the whole case in the first place where Sam and Twitch – or Twitch specifically is like all the casings and bullets are on the same side. Yeah. This is this is not physically possible. I mean, it's, it, and again, that, that adds to the cool like detective work that uh, we haven't seen. I feel like I'm talking too much. No, I'm just, you're I'm, I'm so back and forth on these issues, man. It was hard because – Again, we're finally getting some revelations about the history of where why these vampires are working with heaven. We get mm-hmm. a lot of that backstory, which is cool to finally know. Which is great. I dug the shit out of that. Yeah, that because is because it great. tied back to something I thought was so interesting earlier in the run, which is that you know the vampires are on heaven's side. Yeah, and that you're it's it's a really cool idea. You also combine that with having the vampires. You know, being connected to these street kids, which connects it back to the alleys and the street grimy level feeling of Spawn that's always been there. Uh, and it's also um, delightfully blasphemous. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, there's some great, there's legitimately some great, great moments in this. If you, if you want to, I mean, if you wanted to be offensive in a way that was like shocking and I feel honestly pretty original, uh, saying Jesus was a vampire is really a, a super interesting way to do it. And I'm, it's probably not anything new. I'm sure that somebody has made this connection before, but the way it's handled oh, yeah. uh, on the page in this volume is really sharp it and is. really well thought out and really well done. It really is, and great, great way. Yeah, I know. There's the I, the core idea of it all is great, and yeah. uh, again, like even the idea of uh, you know we're going to see Twitch's love life is falling apart because he's been focused on his job. 
Uh, now they're separated, him and his wife. You have, they're not talking openly about their kids. So you have Max run away during all this. He's getting older. You see growth of the family. You see that he's a really good shot like his dad. It's uh, there's just nice little touches here and there that, like, again, this feels like if you wanted to make a, honestly, like, if you wanted to make a rough Spawn film, this feels like what could be a actual script for a Spawn film even. Or uh, or an HBO miniseries. Yeah. Really, really give it some time to dig in and have some depth. One thing that I really appreciated, um, and again, I'm going to chalk this up to Hogan, um, Sam Burke never once ogles Twitch's wife. Yeah. The, the only time you see her on panel, uh, Burke is obviously paying attention to his friend, uh, seeing the pain that he's going through. Uh, trying to be a bro about it he and you know there's no thought balloons about um ms williams legs there's no you know ogling at any point he is there to support his friend yeah. and it's a really touching silent moment that's actually one of the pages that i think medina kills yeah because it's a totally silent page and everything that happens is you know really visually handled well and well drawn um yeah, so if, if 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 this volume had that kind of consistency, I think I would have been not nearly as harsh on it. Yeah, no, I I think that's totally fair, and I think it is funny because I know we're jumping all over the place and uh, blowing through this volume, but it's hard not to because at the end of the day, like you said, we're really only talking about kind of like four issues and a half of story because that first two were so little because. So we'll get into a little bit of meat here uh, with Max and Dawn because, of course, their relationship is going further and further in the background. You're seeing that Dawn is somehow connected to these street kids that are connected to the vampires, and we're learning about the history of the vampires. Eventually, learning that you know they throughout history they have grown in numbers, have always been the like on the outside of society and slowly integrated through the crevices and cracks of society, like the street kids. Uh, and you learn that Dawn is connected to them and is slowly turning Max into one of them. Yes. Which is... So he appears to be having some issues with it. Yeah. She says at some point it's not supposed to be like this. She definitely implies that his his change, which is coming across as very painful, and one, one of the lesser pieces of dialogue, they straight up call him an addict and she yeah. is the drug. It's like, yes, we, we, we get it, we see it. You've, you've clearly delineated that throughout the story. But, you know, bygones, bygones. Yeah. It's still, you know, very that's uh, very uh, well pointed out. Um, one thing uh, that, uh, well, two things. There, there's a mystery of seven dead bodies hanging outside of the police precinct. Yep. We don't know if Spawn did that. We don't know if the vampires did that. That's a dangling mystery from this volume that is actually pretty sharp, and I'm looking forward to uh, resolving. Uh, the other thing, uh, we get the return of Ab and Zab. Yeah, we get them. Uh, I, this, these are two characters that McFarlane loves and will pop up a lot for through the next like hundred or so issues. And, uh, yeah, they are... It, it's funny to see them kind of do their almost Beavis and Butthead-esque stuff with Spawn now a little ruler of hell, essentially, and taking yeah. orders from him because he killed a killed a lord of hell, so now they look at him as one. 
Yeah, and but what was funny was that Spawn kind of had to point that out to him. He was like, yeah, uh, yeah so I'm you idiots' boss now. Um, but they do do a good job because they find Wolfram's head. Yeah. And in a great scene, probably the arguably the best scene, probably my favorite yeah. scene, if not if not the best scene in the book, Wolfram's dead head um, reporting the. Uh, the yeah. history of the vampires to Sam and Twitch and Spawn on a rooftop with Ab and Zab just kind of hanging out there. Um, really creative, really inventive. Again, actually pretty beautifully drawn considering some of the other issues I've had with this volume. Um, really sharp, really smart. Um, yeah, I really like the way the plot is building in this story. The, uh, the narrative, uh, is coming together using Max as an audience POV character. Like I said, bringing back uh, Sam and Twitch and making them actual proper detectives. That's actually another thing I should probably touch on. Um, we don't get Sam Burke as the overly gluttonous. He does eat a lot overly um, naive character we've been presented with so yeah. far. Uh, he's he's a pretty sharp detective in this one. And as a fan of Sam and Twitch, I really appreciated that uh, quiet, subtle change yeah. uh, to their characters. I did too. Uh, yeah, no, it's like the last half I really liked and I wish... I hate that this ended up being a probably shorter episode, but at the same time, it's like... I, this is one of the episodes where I really want out there people listening... Let us know. Like, I'll post this on Twitter. I'll post this on Facebook. I'll post it on Instagram and everywhere else. Leave us comments. DM us. Let us know how you feel about these issues. Because this is some really weird issues to, like, talk about. Yeah, like I said, I wish... I almost wish... That that I had to complete the Kingdom volume... Yeah. To look at as a whole. Because it starts out... The, the Kingdom story starts out so strongly, but tacking on Resolution Overdrive to the front weakens the overall volume. And I wonder if I had the entirety of the Kingdom to look at, yeah. maybe I could get over my issues with the art and actually say this is a great volume, this is a volume I could even recommend as an initial starting volume of Spawn. I can't do that the way it sits, and I don't know, I definitely have some issues with this volume, but I'm also really glad I read it, Yeah, and it, it really kind of made me excited to, to dig back into Spawn again. Same. Um, okay, great. I was, I was about to ask. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, mean, I, I feel almost exactly the same. This is a weird one, because I know we normally have like all these big thoughts and things, but it is, it's hard because we've come off of so many incredibly big Spawn moments, Mm-hmm. That again, talking about some of the smaller moments here, it's interesting because it pro- poses a problem where the first, uh, you just mentioned it, the first half of this volume doesn't really do much new that we haven't seen or seen done better even. Uh, whereas the Kingdom story is great and is doing some awesome new things, but you mentioned it when you're missing the final part or two parts to an issue to a story it's really hard to judge it because we don't know if they nail the landing and it become and it's one of the greatest spawn stories to recommend or if they completely fumble it and it ends up being horrible. Uh, and, yeah, and then we, we, we leave with the question of the bodies of the police priests. Yeah. I forgot to mention, we leave with the question of the tower that, that even spawns uh, deepest reserves of hellfire can't touch. Yeah. Uh, we, we end it on a... Let's just say not very wonderful splash page of the uh, 
Simon Pure character, who we've seen a little bit and heard mentions of throughout the volume, uh, pointing a sword at Spawn and being a very Blade-like, you know, Wesley Snipes Blade-type character throughout kind of the the background of this, except for the fact that he is a vampire and also a hunter. Um, Okay, let me ask you, how do you feel up to this point? I'm sure you have a a deeper knowledge of Simon Pure that you could tap into, but just looking at how he is presented in this volume, how do you feel about our our presumably main villain, uh, Simon Pure? Random as fuck. He like his appearances are so random in these issues. It's kind of hard to get a tell on. That's the one my one kind of weakness is mm-hmm. there's a quick fight between him and Spawn early on that's not really established when it started, when it began, what goes on, and then he's gone, and then mm-hmm. he's like he's here and there, and then he pops up again at the end. And mm-hmm. again, it's been a long, long time since I've read any of uh, this sort of Spawn, so I honestly can't remember. Okay. Uh, but also, I can't remember, so that I don't know. <laughs> if well, I don't know yeah. what that says about if it ends up being good or not. I, I'm as interested and intrigued in the next volume as you are. Like this, this feels weird, like a weird tease that we always hate when companies do of like a trailer for a trailer type of thing. Mm-hmm. But almost how it feels right now, because like I just want to read the next two and finish it. Right. No, I absolutely agree. And then, yeah, that's, I think you really nailed it with Simon Pure because I I wasn't honestly very sure what to say about him. And I feel like so far everything we've seen is just totally fucking random. Actually, pretty much covers it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. This was a this was a weird one. I feel like I feel like if we'd done this, you know, when we planned to months ago, and then had the, the follow up volume come out when we planned to months ago, it might. We might have a little bit more to say about this one, yeah. but con- considering the break and then considering where the story breaks, yeah. Um, which okay, just like you said, you really wanted uh, our listeners to to actually chime in on this one. So, would you recommend had they not read it or they're not that familiar with Spawn? Would you recommend them give it a read so so that they could uh, have an opinion, so they could say something about it? It's interesting because. I, yeah. In some sense, this volume does give an idea of who Spawn is. Mm-hmm. It's also always hard to judge on that criteria once you're, you know, you know, a hundred issues into a series on if it's a good representation of this, especially a series like this that at this point, like you mentioned, is pulling from some lore from issues and issues and issues ago. I think if you just want to vibe of, okay, what is Spawn in this time frame? This is not a bad representation of that. Uh, however, it is very representative only of Spawn from this time frame. Right. It's- I, honestly, I am so curious. Man, if you can get this cheap, if you can get a deal on this, if, if you can find this on, like, I don't know, fucking Comixology or something, I, I almost... I would say yes. I would say give this one a shot. Try it. It's deeply, deeply weird. But like you say, it is so representative of a certain era of Spawn. And there is enough good quality stuff to recommend it that I would would even put my qualms with the art aside and say, yeah, especially if you're reading it specifically because you want to talk to us about it. Um, I do think it's worth it for that. Yeah, no, I 
I agree with that. I, it's not a bad read. I enjoyed reading it. It's very readable. Like, it's one of the issues that I sat down, or one of the volumes I sat down and read in a sitting, because it was very, like, just turn the page. Mm-hmm. I did it in three. I knocked out two issues, two issues, two issues. Oh, nice. But that that was almost more of a time thing. Yeah. Especially when I, especially when I got into the kingdom. I was like, oh, oh shit, this is, this is yeah. really pulling me in. So, um, yeah. Um, Man, you're right. This is going to be a shorter episode than I think either of us really wanted it to be, but um, at least at least we got one out there. Yeah. And, <laughs> and don't uh, worry, because we will be back. Uh, things will be a little crazy in March, but uh, for all of February, we're here. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And, yeah, we'll be doing, uh, again, we've already talked about uh, recording the next Blah Blah and at least some of the content that's going to be in there. Yep. The absolute... I don't know how we're going to do it, but we're going to do it. Goal is to get back to a monthly respawn. Yeah, I, I know think, you and I both want to be back on that. It'll, I will definitely be able to do that. I think now that the holidays have calmed down, that was I know for both of our employee employment uh, extra crazy. And so Absolutely. that that alone will help a ton. But uh, we again, we want to know from you guys. Let us know. Uh, if we say it all the time, uh, but if you want to talk to me, I am the real Jason Way on pretty much everything. And I am all kinds of weird names. Uh, look for Blah Blah Podcast or Blah Blah Pod on the various social medias, and you'll find me there, um, usually talking about other comics and oftentimes politics, <laughs> um, at least on Twitter. Um I know we do have some some pretty regular listeners, and thank you all for your support. Thank you for coming back. Thank you for sticking with us. Uh, like Lanthropy, I just want to shout you out. You're awesome. You've sent us a couple of letters, and they are uh, deeply, deeply appreciated. Uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. And, uh, yeah, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, it's genuinely good to be back. I know I said that when we recorded our last Blah Blah, but it's good to be back with Spawn as well. Yes. It's, um, it's been a minute, and I am excited to dive back in into uh into these comics so uh colby thank you for joining me as always this has been great uh, i appreciate it has, you man. it has as always thank you all out there for listening uh join us for the next volume where we get a little bit more into the kingdom and we have some other surprises coming up and we can't wait to see you there mm-hmm.